Are you feeling like no one understands your struggles? That you're isolated and alone? Like no one has your back to support, encourage, or celebrate your wins with you? Well, let me personally invite you to join me in the Living Fearless Today Facebook group. Hey, we recently launched the group and are open to other men just like you who want to know their worth, value, and purpose to grow in confidence, find their worth, and appreciate their contributions. So if you simply search Living Fearless Today on Facebook, and uh, then just click to join us. I look forward to meeting you, seeing your growth, and the success you begin to experience in your life within this band of men. This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forster, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, hello and welcome back, my friend. Man, this week, I am so excited to be bringing Eric Cabral to you. So Eric is an entrepreneur. He's a dad, a husband. He's he's a podcast host. I mean, Eric is really rocking it out. And so um, I'm just pumped to be able to bring it to you because, you know, so often we're afraid to pivot and Eric's made multiple pivots. And so I just want you to, to take encouragement from Eric's transitions and the moves that he's made for the moves that we need to make in our lives. So Eric, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm, I'm great, Mike. I'm living fearless today. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I appreciate it, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. So good to have you on here. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, Eric, if we could, can we start out on the business side? What does business today look like for you? Yeah. So creating a company um, to the level of success that we are at now does not happen overnight. And when I jumped into uh, business ownership, entrepreneurship, um, you know, there's some there's some some false claims out there. Some some managing of expectations could have been better on my part. But uh, I I would say the people that were telling me to start a business did not let me know would alert me. It takes three, four, five years uh, to really gain traction. Rubber meeting the road, all of that stuff. Uh, so we're in a really good spot now in on air brands and creating you know podcasts for people and creating the social media promotions behind uh, every episode. Uh, but it took three or four years, you know, the overnight success, you know, it took four or five years. So we're really, really just rocking and rolling. It's just so blessed. Um, but, you know, the road there were many, many potholes, many bumps, many, <laughs> many, uh, many side roads and, and, and uh, just veering off and stopping at rest stops and like, oh, look, this is nice. But yeah, we're, we're good, man. We're, we're super, super excited about what's to come, especially we're planning now for 2022. And uh, yeah, a lot of good things about to unfold. You mean it wasn't totally smooth and, and the, oh, uh... my goodness. <laughs> it was a hot mess, but it was fun. Mike, it was fun along the way. I have to be honest. Uh, you know, even if I fell and I tripped and I fell on my face, I learned something from it. You know, and that's the key is 
not brushing yourself off and then saying, okay, I'm going to stuff that away. I'm not going to think about it. You know, it's kind of going back and retracing your steps and say, okay, where did I screw up? What, what did I do wrong? And, and how can I make sure that I course correct and, you know, avoid that next time? Yeah. So that's been critical for me. Yeah. Being in touch with like where we could have stepped differently, not just for ourselves going forward, but also like encouragement with, with others that we're talking to as we go along. Cause it's like, we're all on the same kind of journey. It's like, may not be the same exact path, but there's a lot of similarities. So yeah. I, I love that you're, you're being cognizant and sharing what your experiences have been. Yeah. So can, can we step into the personal side? What does life look like for you uh, as far as like your family and, and personal? Yeah. I love to adopt uh, my buddy, John Roman's mantra, which is I'm a family man with a business, not a businessman with a family. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us get that mixed up. You know, a lot of us often lead with what we do. So like if you go to a party, <clears throat> you go to a barbecue as men, you know, we define ourselves as like what we do, like for a living in a profession. Um, and I've, I've approached conversations now with that lead, you know, like, so where, where are you? You know, where do you live? And then from after that, I say, you're a family guy, you know, you have a wife, you have kids versus what do you do, Mike? You know, because I am more interested at this point in my life in how you're crushing it as a father, a husband, uh, you know, uh, what are the struggles that you're having, um, you know, internally, because I'm looking for answers, you know, I'm looking for ways to level up, um, you know, on the family and the home front. So the business is good, always evolving, always growing, always figuring things out, um, and always could use help there as well. But for me leading with family, because without family, without, without love, without, uh, you know, uh, a foundation of all of that goodness, everything is just for nothing doing it for nothing. You know, why am I, why am I accomplishing? Why am I creating? I don't have a void that I need to fill. Uh, I don't have, uh, insecurities that I need to, you know, step up, pound my chest. I'm a real estate investor or I, you know, I'm a business owner with a, you know, seven figure business. Like I don't need to do that anymore versus who I was four or five years ago where I didn't accomplish those things. So I, was very afraid, you know, and had to pound my chest, you know, in order for people to listen to me, <laughs> you know, and, and, and trust that, that I could, I could come up with a solution for, for their problem. So you said anymore, like, yeah. how did you make that transition? Because I, I know I can personally relate to the struggle of, I have to make myself visible versus you're focused on the family. And then it's coming second. How did you make that shift? How did I make the shift from an insecure, yeah. uh, you know, no worth, you know, <laughs> like all, all of those issues that, you know, uh, you know, failure is not an option like that person. Um, how did I, it, it took time. It's taking time. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, not I don't want to speak about it in past tense because it's constant. It's every day, you know, um, I have to say if I could, if I could distill it, <clears throat> if, if, if you will. The very first thing was understanding when I was working a full-time job <clears throat> for 20 plus years, by the way, uh, with that comfort, with that security, uh, they always say that the two most addictive things in life are number one, heroin, 
And number two, a weekly salary. So I had to realize that I was in a machine and I was addicted to the comfort. I was addicted to the security that I believed a nine to five provided for me and my family. But when looking in the mirror, Mike, I realized I'm a hot mess. I'm miserable. I, I hate, you know, myself most of the time. Uh, I, and hence, it spills onto the side effects of that is I hate the people around me sometimes. Mm. I don't like having conversations with people that I'm closest to. Uh, you know, I, you know I, I have a short fuse with my children who, who are very young. And I'm creating the environment that I grew up in. You know, I'm, 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 I'm duplicating and replicating everything that I saw growing up, which I didn't enjoy much, right? So <clears throat> I realized I need to make a change. I need to make a shift. What is that? Who do I need to become? Who do I need to become in order to, uh, to achieve the life that I imagine, the life that I dream of having, <clears throat> which is a, a, a centered, confident, you know, loving father, husband <clears throat> that can support and provide and be everything that they need me to be. It took steps. It it, it it was baby steps, Mike. Um, and I could I could I could kind of distill what those things were, even though it was a while ago. But I, <laughs> I could rewind my the tape in my head and, and figure out how how the audience can sort of maybe tackle some of the things or or, or adopt some of the tactics that I did uh, four or five years ago. Gotcha. Yeah, and I know that kind of that realization was the same thing. Like I went through. How did you? get to a point or, or, you know, was there that hesitancy in asking like other people for insight or guidance on that stuff? So that was not a thing like hanging out at barbecues, you know, going to the shore and hanging out with my buddies, you know, that I've been, you know, hanging around all my life. Um, we never really give each other advice. And if we did, it was with a grain of salt. It's like, what do you know? You know, what have you done? You know, cause we're all sort of in the same boat. So it's like the blind leading the blind, right? So we, we would often, maybe if one needed it more, we would pour into them, but it wasn't advice that you could necessarily walk forward with confidence hmm. um, at the time. So what, what really opened the curtain for me was when I became a real estate investor and being surrounded by people who had a, uh, an abundance mindset. And I realized, oh, wow, I, have, I live in a scarcity world. I live in a world where people have a scarcity mindset. And when I started to understand, so if for, for the listeners who are like, oh, that's a new sort of, sort of dichotomy for me, you know, having an abundance mindset is very much like thinking about the planet and that the you know the trees and the plants and 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 the animals don't think in scarcity they think like it's they don't even think right but if maybe they do but if they did think like we do everything's in abundance it grows fruit plentifully right the the, the animals reproduce planet there's, there's no limitations everything is abundant and everything provides versus thinking everything is going to end soon right? And thinking that there's only enough for one person and I have to hoard my nuts. Well, so there you go. There is a, there is a squirrel that has a scarcity mindset, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm joking. He's, he's, he's doing it for the seasons, but you know, they, they, they think that everything is limited and they, they are afraid 
to share. They're afraid to give because they may not have enough for themselves, right? Or for their families or whatever it is. So that is, that is where I came from. And when I, when I adopted the abundance mindset, I started to give. I started to give and give and give. And with that, I had to surround myself with people who who were always talking, thinking, and doing, you know, in that fashion. And when I realized in the real estate investing world, coaching was a thing. Be, having, finding mentors was a thing. And that was new to me. And they would always talk about, hey, well, Michael Jordan wouldn't be Michael Jordan if he didn't have a coach. You know, uh, all these high achievers don't achieve without someone in their corner. And that made sense to me. I'm like, okay, I'm a sports fanatic. I understand that concept. That totally makes sense. And it's like all these people that you see and all these people that you admire have coaches. So that was the first pill to understand, oh, wow, this is an acceptable thing because to me, that was a sign of weakness. That was something like if my father heard I was getting a coach or, you know, I said, you know, hey, I'm looking and seeking for help as, you know, therapist, air quotes, you know, counseling, then that's weakness. What's wrong with you? You know, uh, do it on your own. Be a man, you know, work on it yourself, you know, figure yourself out. So once I adopted that, Mike, I was like, okay, uh, leveling up, you know, Eric 2.0, my wife calls, you know, just continuing to level up in the game. So as you're making that switch from a limited mindset to an abundance mindset, how are you seeing things change at both the real estate side and then at home? How is that impacting those areas of your life? Yeah. So I, I have to admit the, the abundance mindset, I was very focused on the business side of things, you know, building relationships, building trust, uh, building business, uh, not just for myself, but for others, because I was, I was marketing and branding for, for clients still, still do, but that was the focus of our business. <clears throat> so in terms of abundance, absolutely right. Business in terms of the home though, I don't think I was very focused on that. I don't think I was like, I'm going to apply the abundance mindset to my household. Like oftentimes as business owners, especially being a man in, in, in business, we, we often think of our wives as the support system, right? They're the ones that are holding the fort down. They're the ones that are raising the kids and we, uh, you know, we love and support what they're doing, but we're not necessarily pouring into that environment. And that's when I had to really reevaluate and now discover, you know, my, as I mentioned, you know, family, man with a business, not the other way around through front row dads, which is, uh, you know, a group that I'm a part of, uh, has really shifted my mindset and it's, it's somewhat recent. Hi, coach Mike here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the living fearless today podcast, man. If you're struggling with your worth, feeling you're not enough and playing small, honestly, this isn't your lot in life. There is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. Mm -hmm. So 
would you say that now you you are applying that abundance mindset at home and and if so like what are you seeing as far as how it's it's had an impact there yeah it's huge it's huge mike so taking it's funny because you as business owners and i'm talking to people who have business or maybe you know they're they're at a level at work where uh they manage teams and they're growing teams and you know trying to have a healthy culture i so it seems so simple now when i say it but we don't often apply all the systems and the processes and the culture building that we know really well at work we don't bring it home like like you know we have a cfo uh, we have a you know we have a coo we have all these things all these major pillars at work but why don't we have the C- who's the coo who's the cfo who's the ceo at home right we don't we don't apply those responsibilities to someone you know the husband the wife you know whoever it is and try to gain success with what works and we know that way it works because it's working in business to home so once i started to adopt and you know uh, implement these things especially with the kids um you know having board meetings and when I say board meetings with the family, I'm not talking about in a conference room. I'm talking about surfboards, right? So if anyone has ever read the book by Jim Shields called The Family Board Meeting, that's what it's referencing. And that was critical to, to disrupting what was happening in the house because the kids didn't feel like they were getting what they needed and they lash out, right? They lash out if daddy's not pouring into them or mommy's not giving enough time. So the family board meetings, I highly recommend reading that book by Jim Shields because it really instilled a new uh, concept that we executed right away, uh, meaning you you every three months, every 90 days, you have one-on-one time with one of your children. And it's, 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 it's four or five hours, no devices you do exactly whatever they want. Like where do they want to go? What do they want to do? And you just pour into them undivided attention. And it's it's just working. It's so powerful. Uh, there's other things, but that's the one that comes top of mind. So is they're getting like their voice heard and they feel like you're seeing them and understanding them. You're then seeing seeing how they're participating and, and behaving in the family change more positively. Whereas... Oh, yeah. Um, you know, if, if we're invested at work and we're neglecting home, you see it pour out in a, in a negative way. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What I noticed at the time before these board meetings was our second, who's four years old now, her older sister is seven, uh, was lashing out a lot. And Mm. we just figured that's her personality. You know, she, she's rough and tough and she's angry all the time. But then when I started doing these board meetings, I noticed her her attitude changed. She was a little more uh, consistently happy versus little pockets of happiness. And, and it was like a ray of sunshine because it hit me. She's never alone with any of us. She's always with her sister or with her mom and her sister. She never, ever had one-on-one time with me. And my wife, she, you know, now that when I take the oldest out on the daddy-daughter days, I don't call them board meetings, we call them daddy-daughter days, and I take the oldest, now the youngest is with, you know, my wife, Jane. So, 
she gets one on one time there. So that's huge. That one little tweak, that one little addition to our family dynamic is 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 making big waves, no pun intended. The board, no waves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we should. That, that should be a pun. That is, that is a pun intended. Pun intended. Here you go. So as, as you're having these board meetings with, you know, your family, how is that playing out in the relationship with you and your wife? Are you guys going on date nights? Are you doing something beyond that? Yeah. 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 Thanks for asking that. So I, I, I had to adopt because my life style started to get very busy. I had to adopt the calendar, like, just wholeheartedly. I mm. have to ensure that whatever I do has to be in my calendar. And that includes time with my wife, time with the kids. Uh, you know, anything that required my attention had to be blocked. Right. So I live with calendar blocks. And I literally this morning before we we met, like put a new block in the middle of the day, every day, uh, to just spend time with the family. So at first it was eating breakfast because I, I do intermittent fasting. So it's like break fast, break my fast from noon to one. Now I've replaced that with breakfast and family time because that's often what happens anyway. But at least now I go in with the intention. When I look at my calendar, I'm like, oh, it's kind of that reminder. It seems silly, but I need it. That says, hey, you're going to go out there for breakfast, but also engage with the family if they're there, you know, uh, you know, just Lego time or read a story while I'm eating breakfast versus me just going out on the deck and eating by myself and thinking and checking my phone for emails. I'm working, right? Versus shutting off devices, leave the devices in the office and go focus on eating with the family. That's added, that's bonus time, right? That wasn't there before. All I needed to do was put it in my calendar. Uh, so it has definitely made a difference, Mike. Um, and the wife time, especially, had to block out those date nights, put them on the calendar. Uh, find what's great about that is when you see it coming up, you find a babysitter. <laughs> you say, "Who is going to watch the kids? It's coming up." And then same thing with trips. You know, we put the trips out there versus whether we know what the trip is or not. We just block it and say, "Hey, we're going to go somewhere. We'll figure it out." That's cool. I love the intentionality and being purposeful. And then communicating it to everybody so that they know what's coming and can be expectant of it. I want to transition back to like how um, how you've made multiple pivots along the way, and not just kind of taking the the direction that's easy or laid out for you. Because you know, like you said, it it takes years to get something to really gain that traction. And so you've you've put faith and trust out there, like. How have you, you know, stepped out from corporate to then go into real estate? And then you went from real estate into um, on air. Like, how have you made the decision to take those those risks in in making transition points to pivot? Well, first, I'd say, number one, the confidence, right? The confidence that you can do it, but then also the confidence knowing that if you fall and when you will, you will fall. Uh, and fail, that that's a learning experience, right? And you're going to become something as a result of that venture, whether it works or not. So say I, I and, and number two is permission uh, and confidence from my wife, because she's in it with me. She's going to experience every step of the way with me, whether it works or not. So I had to get her buy-in. So once I had her buy-in 
And we saw that we had enough savings to support me not working for a year or so. Uh, that was huge. So that gave me the confidence as well. Like, okay, we did something really powerful. We saved a lot of money. And now I'm going to make sure I don't squander it. I'm going to make sure I don't screw this up. But if I do, I could always go back to work. And that was that was the psychological sort of hack for me, Mike. But honestly, just between you and me and the, your millions of listeners here, I burned the boats. Like, I was on the island and I burned the boats. Like I, I was not going back to corporate. Um, I just told my wife that <laughs> so that she would give me the seal of approval. But I knew that in order for me to accomplish anything, especially success in business, I had to become something. I had to turn into something. I had to shed the old skin of what I was and discover a new version of myself. And it sounds corny and cliche, but it is so true because People don't realize a lot of us, and no one talks about this, that business, you know, business and, and entrepreneurship is really uh, is really a disguise for uh, personal growth and self-development because you can't step into the business realm and not level up spiritually, emotionally, physically, you know, on so many different levels that you have to pay attention to because we all know or have heard of or can think of someone who is financially successful. And I always like think of like poker chips, like they have, okay, these are all the financial chips that I stacked, but they're miserable in health. They're miserable in their relationships. They're miserable as a dad, as a husband, as a father, all of these things spiritually, because they never stacked the other chips so that everything was equal. So I realized that I need to stack every single thing at the same time. It'll take longer for me, right? But I am happier as a result. So that was a big revelation for me. So as you're setting aside that money and preparing for burning all the boats, um, I've got to assume that it's like you're also preparing or investing in like that personal bank you know, to yes. grow yourself and prepare for the next step. Like, what did that process look like for you to finally yeah. say, hey, yeah, I feel like I'm at the next point to be able to make that move? The So it was physical first. That was the, the one thing I knew I can control, just getting up early enough to exercise. Uh, I was not in the habit. Yeah, I would, I, I've been going to the gym off and on my entire life, but it wasn't a habit. It wasn't a habit that I could confidently say, yeah, I am a runner or I am, you know, I I lift weights or I'm a swimmer, whatever it was. I, I It wasn't a full on commitment. So I had to first tackle getting up early, like redefine myself. A lot of us say, I'm not a morning person. Well, that sets the tone and you're already telling yourself and you're committing to not being, not waking up early. So I had to reinvent that part first and say, okay, I'm a morning person and I'm going to set my alarm at 530 and I'm going to consistently get up at this time every day, not just on Mondays through Fridays, but Saturdays and Sundays as well. Because once you start taking your foot off the gas, it's easy to go back, right? And revert to old habits. So that was the very, very first shift, Mike. And then what am I going to do with that time? How am I going to invest that time into myself uh, that will garner the best results, you know, paying dividends uh, long-term. And this didn't happen overnight and I'm still working on it little by little by little. Uh, exercise was number one. And then it was meditation, yoga, and doing all these things spiritually starts to tie in with that. 
just because it complements each other so well, as you're sitting and meditating, you start to channel certain things, you know, and it's, it's wonderful. And it's, it's really just created a version of me that's happier, you know, and, and what, what is happiness, right? Everyone defines that in a different way. But for me, it's just being happy when I wake up and looking forward to the day. You know, I, I am no longer waking up on Monday. I don't even know what day it is, but if I don't wake up on Monday. It's going, ah, it's Monday again. You know, I'm like, I can't wait. You know, I text my business partner. I'm like, let's get at it. Let's go get it. You know, like it's exciting when you're happier. And I'm imagining that uh, Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod's book in the back behind you. Yeah. Played a pivotal part of that. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's huge. He's, he's that, that, that book's a big deal. Uh, just getting into that whole idea of, what's the recipe for success and how can I adopt it? How can I adapt it to, to me? Because yes, there's savers. Um, but I made my own version of it, you know, whatever works for you, uh, just continue forward with that. And, and, and you'll see long-term it's all long-term. It's not, it's not a short-term gain. What we're doing in that work that we put into ourselves is, is going to benefit not just us, but everyone around us. So as you're continuing to grow like Podmax and on-air brands, how are you preparing yourself today at like this point in time to continue that growth? And, you know, maybe the pivot isn't to something else, but it's adding something else on or continuing to grow these. How are you preparing for that next step today? It's, it's continuing to find what the next level is. So, uh, I've consistently, you know, I'm blessed to, to, to be in good health and, you know, to always have sort of like that baseline, uh, weight, you know, I used to fluctuate anywhere between 155, 160 to uh, the most I ever was, was 185. Uh, that's when I was my most miserable and I left corporate America. Um, but now I am consistent at 155 and have been for the past three years as a result of just watching what I eat and exercising on a regular and, and doing all the things that you would, you would hope to do, uh, to, to stay consistent. So that's all I'm doing. Honestly, Mike is staying consistent. Uh, but then also surrounding myself with people that are doing bigger things on those levels, on all those different categories. So I was recently at a, um, an event where we were talking to these Iron Man, uh, <laughs> this Iron Man couple. I'm like, what? That just sounds so crazy. I, I can't comprehend doing all of those things in one day. And then she was like, Eric, start slowly. Like, do a sprint try. I'm like, what's that? She's like, you know, it's just three things. It's swimming, it's running, it's biking. And it's just swim, a, you know, a quarter, a quarter of a mile and then run three miles and then bike 12 miles. I'm like, okay, I could definitely bike. I could definitely run. I need to work on swimming. So like, I would never think those things if I weren't around people who were doing bigger things, but then it inspires you to do the first step. So I'm, I'm reading a book I highly recommend called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And in it, he says, when you commit to something, don't, I'm going to give two examples here that he uses in the book. He says, there's two people that are trying to quit smoking. Someone steps up to them and says, hey, you want a cigarette? The first person says, I'm trying to quit. Thanks, but no thanks. The second person says, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. Now, with that example, 
when we step into something and we set a goal for ourselves, it's not about like, okay, I am going to try to lose weight or I'm going to try to quit smoking or I'm going to try to be an Ironman. It's you committing and saying, I do not smoke or I am a runner or I am an Ironman or I'm a triathlete. You have to become what it is you're, you're setting out to be mentally and then it all plays out, you know, in physical. So here's the, here's, here's the caveat here, Mike, is I have not mentally committed myself to saying that I am a triathlete, right? And I know that the barrier for me is swimming is my biggest weakness. Like I'm a terrible swimmer. I can swim. I can keep myself afloat. I can prevent myself from drowning. But if I get into the ocean, I'm donezo. I'm done. So like my wife is practically an Olympic swimmer. So I'm going to need her to be my coach. Uh, but yeah, that is something that I'm thinking of and I'm, I'm inspired to do. But I could never do that, Mike, if I weren't running every morning or going to the gym every day. Like I would never. So it's like, what's the next level? What's the next thing? What's the next sort of, uh, you know, way I can become better at, at what I'm doing? And what's funny is it's like swimming. I'm cool with swimming. The running is the part that I'm having to go. Yes. Or I'm choosing to go. Yes, I am a runner. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be doing my first sprint this yeah. this coming summer. So oh, that's wow. where I'm like, dude, I feel you. <laughs> so you're doing a sprint try? I will be doing a sprint oh, try in 2022 dude, this summer. Whereabouts? Uh, here in Wichita in okay. uh, in Kansas. Where are you? Yeah, at? I'm in I'm in New Jersey. So the sprint try that I am looking at is in florida so that's why i asked and oh, it's wow. in april so yeah a bunch of my bros are like dude you're committed like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we, we they we high-fived one night and i'm like what am i high-fiving to he's like you just committed to a sprint tribe I'm like ah oh, did i but yeah <laughs> so i think you're already committed now it's like hey yeah. honey, i need some coaching on the swimming the swimming thing it's really just gaining the confidence and the technique Right. I, I don't have the techniques I, I learned. I, I was never a swimmer and I learned at a, as an adult in my 20s, you know, how to, how to just get by. And, you know, she's been swimming since she was five. And I just don't have the techniques. I just need to learn what those Yet. are. Yes. Yeah. You'll Yet. get them. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Well, bro, I totally appreciate your time sharing all that you have and being vulnerable. Like, hey, this is something I'm still working on. This is the progress I've made. Eric, thank you for bringing us inside sharing behind the scenes and uh just being open like hey this is something i want to do but i haven't committed and all the stuff that's really needed for us to succeed in that way so eric i appreciate it how can people reach out and connect with you um you know going forward if they're like hey i want to stay in touch you know for how you do on your try or you know hey this resonated Absolutely. with me yeah. So if, if they're interested in what we're doing, uh, you know, I'm sure you put in the show notes, our website is onairbrands.com, but I would, I would recommend you listening to my show as well, uh, where, where I go deep like this, um, just solo casts recently. So that's a new thing where, where it's an audio journal of mine. It's like eight minutes long. So people can sort of get a quick, quick bite and then they're out. Uh, so the show's entrepreneur's circle, uh, but yeah, the best way to reach me, you could probably email me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. Eric, cool. thank you again, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Mike. appreciate it. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, 
please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. It helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode and remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.